0: What is up, podcast? It's good to see you all back here again. This is part two of a really special discussion that we're having around how you can not only sell OptiChannel services to your clients, but also how you can employ them for your own organization, whether you're a commercial printer, an agency, a marketing services company. We're going to be covering your questions around how you can do this. If you didn't listen to the prior episode, I had McKenzie on the show and we were talking through some of the key strategies that we're seeing kind of at the leading edge as organizations are taking hold of this. Opti-channel movement. So if you missed that, before you listen to today's episode, make sure to go back and listen to that. And so now what we're going to do is we're going to cover the questions that came in from the live studio audience. These are questions around, hey, how do I best market my print company, my agency, my marketing services company using this new opti-channel method? We got a lot of questions on that. We also got questions on, hey, how do I take these services and how do I sell them to my clients? So we're going to be covering that as well. All right. So get ready, buckle up and let's go. The first question that I have here, Grant, over on LinkedIn, saying, Dave, when creating content or developing your business brand, do you separate the business brand from your own personal image, keeping in mind that most people relate the owner to the business? Yeah, that's a good question, Grant. So I'll just give you my thoughts and then, McKinsey, if you want to add on top of this. What we have found, and we've tested this, and you should test the same, is that Generally speaking, people connect with people. And we've tested personal brand versus the MindFire brand. And often the personal brand does better, meaning more views, more clicks, more conversions. So what I would say is do both. But be aware that if you're not using the personal brand to grow your business or for your customer, you might be missing a significant opportunity. How would you answer that, Mackenzie? What have you seen?
1: Yeah, again, I would say you've got to test it out. Even everything we say here today, we're talking from experience, for our own business, as well as hundreds of thousands of people like you and businesses like yours. However, testing the market always tells you the answer. So I would just say a lot of people say, We're they use this on B2B or my customers are B2B. That's something I hear every week. And I said, Okay, so you're trying to reach other businesses. Are you communicating with the corporation or how are you communicating? I'm trying to find people at the businesses. There's your answer. So people yep. are people. I think that you need to test both. I think you should be doing more than doing less, but just remember, no matter what you're doing, people want to talk to people and want to, they want that sense of connection, especially now. So I think that you have an opportunity to really build that up. So that's what my take would be. Now, there was uh, another question. It was even higher than that. It said, came from Facebook. Okay. and says, how would you create consistency in content or modify them according to the platform used? So I think this is when we were talking about contextualizing. You want to take it or you want me to take it?
0: Sure, I can answer that for a brief moment and then maybe you can add on to that. So whoever asked that question, one of the one of the common things that we see, especially let's say with the with our print community, is they will take a direct mail piece and uh, say, "Hey, can we send this as the email?" If you've ever asked your people that, or if you've ever asked your partner to do that, I'm talking to you folks. So when you contextualize something, you don't take what works in one channel and necessarily just apply it to the next. So you don't take a direct mail piece, a PDF, and say, let's just send this PDF through email. If you're laughing right now, you would be surprised how many folks think that's what you should do. Big mistake. Similarly, you wouldn't take that PDF and put it in a Facebook post as an image or maybe copy and paste it in the body of the post. So what you have to learn... It's a great question. What you have to learn is you have to be a practitioner of that channel. You need somebody on your team or you need a partner, whether it be MindFire or somebody that you rely upon, who is a practitioner and what I like to call a digital native. You have to have some knowledge of how people use that particular platform. Silly example, and I use this for the folks that were in our training uh, class yesterday. I'm not getting political here, but I want to ask you all a question. How many of you remember that Bernie meme was like last week or the week before? remember Bernie... Sitting there yeah. looking, huh? Yeah, exactly. How many of you remember that? Give me a yes in the chats if you remember that. Again, I'm not getting political. I'm just saying you have to be tuned into what's happening right now and how those things are being used. So the Bernie meme, as an example, did any of you use that for your business or for yourself, right? The way you would use it in email would be different than you would use it on Facebook. It would be different than how you would use it on Instagram would be different than how you use it on TikTok. Hopefully I've given you some insight there. Hopefully I answered the question. Thank you for that, Mackenzie.
1: Good answer. Someone asked a question here. I just want to go over it quick because I don't, we're here to give you value. Jill over in LinkedIn asked about, Hey, talking about cohesive technology, do you have a few recommendations on platforms? So I'll just take this one really quick and then we can move on. Obviously we work for Mindfire. You may or may not know we have a technology platform that enables opti-channel marketing and sales communication. So obviously I would... Uh, advocate for ours however more important than advocating for ours i think it's important that i and whoever else is talking to you understands what you're looking to do because there are many platforms out there and ultimately your success is predicated on you finding the platform that's best for you so i just want to make it clear if you do fill out that form the mindfiremarketing.com slash yes and one of the questions you want to talk about is talking about platforms and you talk to me, I will always provide information about what we do and others, and give a recommendation that I truly believe is best for you, whether that's ours or someone else's. At the end of the day, you don't get brownie points for choosing a technology, right? You want results from it, so that's something I would say. You got to choose what's best for you, and just talk to someone who can ask you the questions to uncover what's going to be the best. What do you need in a platform and a partner and a team, and then go there.
0: So, as you were talking, I who, who was it that asked that question?
1: That was Jill M.
0: In LinkedIn. Okay, so I got this PowerPoint here. Let me rifle through it real quick. Jill, if you're wondering, like, what should the technology platform be able to do, or more specifically, what is it that the MindFire platform does? Let me show you a few quick examples. Again, this is not a pitch for MindFire. Just want to show you to get the, the wheels turning. Someone uh,
1: else asked about use cases. So this is your answer as well.
0: We have quite a bit of uh, service provider activity in financial services. Does anybody here work with say mortgage companies, bank banking, yeah, mortgage, banking, refinance, financial services, loaning money, loan consolidation, any of those resonate. We see a lot of financial services. That's what it means. Uh, that's what FS means here, where they are generating leads using a few optimal channels, email, direct mail with pearls, social, I'll tell you what I mean by there in a moment, mobile, and a few other channels. And there's some very common, what we call uh, channel journeys that look something like this. We've redacted the customer name here, but these are sequences of communication that involve print and these other optimal channels leading folks to landing pages, personalized landing pages like what you see here on the screen where there's opportunities to engage folks if they're coming from social, if they're coming from direct mail in a variety of different ways. Here's another personalized microsite example, Jill for you if you want to see what some of these look like. These are all In full disclosure, these are all powered by MindFire. These are powered by the platform that McKinsey was talking about. So you can see the kinds of campaigns that you can create, some very sophisticated workflows. If you've ever designed one of these campaigns that sometimes the workflows can get fairly sophisticated, here's an example of a real-life workflow that is implemented inside of MindFire. And our platform helps you create those types of campaigns, whether it be through what we call our workflow designer or our blueprint editor. And again, this is not a pitch for Mindfire, but let me just tell you what I mean by that. The workflow designer is for those of you who are saying, look, I want to create an opti channel workflow from scratch and uh, I want to create the engagement journey to match exactly what my customer is looking for. I want to use multiple channels. I want to integrate with a third party uh, system. That's what the workflow designer is for drag and drop creation of those workflows. The blueprint editor, on the other hand, what that does is that leverages pre-built, pre-baked kind of workflows that have all of that technology under the hood and makes it really simple to set up and configure these campaigns. Think of them as 70% done. So for some agencies, some printers, that's useful. You hit the ground running with a service, a, a product offering that's already ready to sell, so to speak. And that's what folks like Summit Direct Mail, who I have here on the screen, here's somebody that McKinsey works with. You can read what he's saying about how impactful these services are to him and to his clients. And so, Mackenzie, thank you for letting me go off on my soapbox again, but hopefully for Jill and for others, that was helpful. What's the next question?
1: Yep, so let's see. I think, Eric, you mean channel, but which Eric says, what platform for commercial printers would be the most prominent? Do you have a a company example? I think what you mean is what channel would be the most prominent. Eric, if you're still here, it looks like you are, please just... Clarify for me. If you mean what's the most channel, I think what you're asking is hey, what's the natural progression from I offer print and mail to I want to diversify? I think that's what you're asking. Okay. Eric says, yes. Great. So Eric, I would say for you, the first thing you want to think about is making a response to that direct mail piece as easy as possible. And so the ones that come to mind are either A, connecting that direct mail to the web with a Perl, a personalized URL, a landing page that people can go to, to complete that transaction, to donate money, to submit them, to get content, to get a coupon, to schedule a demo, whatever that objective is. The other thing that's a fairly it's not new but not a lot of people are yet using it is to use a text in response because again it combines its tangent to that print so you send a print piece out you've got the personalized url or as dave showed the qr code that leads to a personalized landing page but maybe you want to get fancy and you want to say you know what let's allow people to respond on their device and so it says on the mail piece Maybe the front is talking about whatever the offer is. And on the back, it says text keyword, whatever that keyword is that you decide. Let's call it, I don't know, donate to, and then the number that you'll be given. And so now you've given that person who's doing print and mail and you've connected that print and mail to mobile and digital with one edition. So that's a pretty, I'd say personalized URLs, text messaging, QR codes. Those are a pretty easy next step in your progression from, hey, I do print and now I wanna do digital. Does that answer your question, Eric? Just go over to the Q&A and just tell me if it does so I can make sure that if not, we hone in a little bit deeper.
0: And MindFire team behind the scenes here, you've all been so helpful. Go over there to our back channel, let us know what burning questions we're missing. And over on LinkedIn, if you're still here on LinkedIn, give us some love over there. Give us some likes. Say, hey, we're still here listening. Let us know what questions you have over here in Zoom. Feel free. And I'm going to ask you all a question. I want to know, and you've seen me do this a lot. I'm sure if you've been um, in any of our other live events, I want to know from you. I want to learn from all of you. I want to know what stood out to you today. You're taking notes If you've been inspired by anything, if you've been kicked in the butt by anything, what stood out to you? Amy says, I am so energized. Awesome. Great job, David and Mackenzie. Thank you, Amy. I see Stephanie saying, thank you, David and Mackenzie. This was awesome and helpful. We appreciate you. Thank you. Grant says, Dave, I'm going to complete the form later. This has been extremely insightful. That's awesome. Thank you all. Let's see. Michael, Michael says, says the, says the willing-
1: willingness to share value, mm-hmm. that value in all caps. Yes. Got it.
0: Paul says you have grown. Uh-oh. Maybe when I showed that behind the scenes view, he's talking about my girth or something. Nice. Kidding. I appreciate that, my friend. Very kind words. Kevin says opportunity. Michael says so much much opportunity, so many eyes, so few content providers. George says SMS opportunity and the PS slide. Okay. Mark says, are many MindFire clients on this call? Any thoughts on pricing models to sell? That's a good question. So
1: Mark, first of all, we would love to help you. So please reach out to us and our client success team will walk you through how to appropriately price. Let me give you one piece of advice that again, I'm very passionate about. Do not undervalue your programs meaning do not just because you don't know how much you're hesitant about them you don't charge that much because hey i'm not really sure and you're not really confident because do not undervalue what you're enabling these people to do i want to give going back to that automotive example bob in this case he started out in december of 2019 with us he called us like i told you the story what he wanted to do he started doing this for his customers i was very forceful about the fact that I do not want you to undervalue what you're doing. And I want you to think about if they sell one car, if they convert one student, if they sell one loan, if they, whatever it is, what is the ROI to them? And now reverse engineer, because again, if you're charging $2,000 for a campaign, that's easily going to convert 10 cars 20 cars? Come on, there's a big delta there, right? Don't undervalue what you're doing because not only are you bringing them knowledge, you're bringing them technology, you're bringing them campaigns, you're bringing them results, right? So I'm very passionate about this. If you don't know what to charge, please get in touch with us because I do not want you to undervalue. Bob, in this case, he did at first charge a certain amount. And after a certain while, he says, Oh my gosh, I have so many people. I want to upsell, I want to charge more. So I said, I want you to charge. This much more. And guess what? The clients didn't squawk. And now, where he is today, charging versus he was before for that same product or service, he's like, Mackenzie, I am, I left so much money on the table at first. So please, if you're not sure, let's talk about it because what you're doing for your customers is valuable. So my rant is over, but it's very important. Great question.
0: So, something that I thought was really cool that I just saw here, Jill says, overall, I feel relieved that it's not as overwhelming to do this as I think many, including myself, think that it is. Jill, how large an organization are you? I'd love to know that. She says, in other words, it's realistic, even for smaller companies like myself. Jill, I want to know how big a company you are. Michael is saying, thank you, Dave and Mac. You guys are amazing. Happy Friday. Wisdom and experience. Hashtag wisdom and experience. Troy, hey, Troy, says, I concur with Amy. Very inspiring. Michael says, I'm really getting an understanding of what I can do. Brett says, insightful in all caps. Scott says, the only 1% was eye-opening. Amy says, I'm a MindFire client and I need help with pricing too. Okay, we can help there. Troy is saying, our company is a MindFire customer and I'm personally a DaVinci client, which I need help getting launched. Oh, Jessica, there's Troy. Perfect for you. Troy, if you haven't yet filled out that form, McKinsey, do you mind putting that back in? I think uh, Troy's in Zoom. We can help you as well, Troy, with that. No problem. I like what Brett says here. What we do for companies is money at a discount. That's cool. Val is saying, thanks so much, Bob and McKinsey. This was awesome. I have to go to 1 p.m. I'm being called Bob now. I'll take it. You can call me whatever you want. Mark says, makes sense. Good points. Amy says, you are very passionate. Amy, I think, are you talking about McKinsey? All right. Cool. What other questions do you have? Jill, let me see. Jill just responded. Let me come back here. She says, uh, it's mostly just me. I work with teams at other companies of all sizes, but I'm constantly looking for ways to not only grow my own business, but also to collaborate with my company, with companies, with the company's team to benefit everyone. Awesome. Cool. All right, Mac, what other questions did I miss here?
1: George asked, and it was a while ago, but when is it appropriate to ascend to premium in LinkedIn? And do I need to do that? You want to take that?
0: Yeah, George, I can't recall if you asked that yesterday, but my advice would be similar to what I told our students yesterday, which is until you get the four pillars of social selling down, and if you don't know what those are, folks, let me know. I'll tell you here in, uh, in the meeting. But until you get those four down and you're building that muscle daily, I don't think you need to spend the money on premium yet. All right. So you got to get those four things down. For everyone else who's wondering, we teach a class on Opti Channel Social Selling, and it's designed to help you reach and engage your customers using all of these techniques that we're talking about. Okay. So reach your customers and help sell more product and service of yours. You need to learn how to do this stuff. And we train train folks on how to do that. And so yesterday, we covered how to use LinkedIn, specifically the four pillars of the social selling framework on LinkedIn. And so George was in that class. And uh, my advice would be to you and to anyone else who's here is understand those four pillars first, put them into practice, build that muscle and build up that routine before you you invest in something else. I don't think you need to yet. All right, let's see.
1: I got a, this is a comment, but question, but I think it's important we talk about it. Milo or Milo? I don't want to pronounce it incorrectly, but I just, I'm going to say it's Milo, but it could be Milo over in LinkedIn says, wouldn't you agree that before promoting yourself online, you have to have an online shop 24 seven online presence. Convenience is key. If you don't have an online presence or print shop, if you're a printer brand building online will be rather limited results. Do you agree? I know my answer. Do you agree? Is
0: that from the context of a web to print storefront? Do you think Mackenzie? I
1: think that's what he means. I think.
0: Okay. Who asked that question?
1: Milo or Milo.
0: Okay, Milo or Milo. Sorry, I'm I'm bad with names. Can you just clarify whatever channel that came in on? If you're talking about web-to-print storefront, I think my answer would be different pending what exactly you're referring to. I see Jill over in LinkedIn asking about the class. Is that class on your website? So Mackenzie, do you want to talk about the class for a moment? I brought that slide up here in case you wanted to. Do you want to just fill Jill in and everyone else on, on that?
1: Yeah, so thank you, Jill, for the question. So one of the things that obviously we talked about is that we're a technology company, right? So in many cases, we license our technology to you. You use it to run opti channel marketing programs or sales programs for your customers. What we've learned is that Times change really fast. The market evolves really fast, and many of our service provider friends, agencies, marketing services providers, printers, they want—they aren't completely up to speed because they're busy in their day-to-day life, right? They aren't up to speed on all the things you need to do to be able to effectively provide opti channel marketing. And so, what we've done is we've designed a six-week course that supplements our technology so that you can learn how to find engaging content, and use it yourself, how to distribute that content in the way that we described, right? How to get that out? How to create a a magnetic LinkedIn profile that's going to attract people and show people how you can help them. We're going to teach you how to write motivating copy, how to get attention, all that kind of stuff. We're going to talk about how you can use custom audiences. This is something we didn't talk about today, but paid advertising in a way that's going to get your customers and or you better results. So we supplement our technology with the six-week Channel Secrets training course that we include to be able to help you learn all the things that you need to learn to bring more value to your customers. Cool. I don't think we yet got an answer, a follow-up answer from Milo or Milo, but I just want to answer that live for everyone, if you don't mind. Here's the thing. I think that it's great if you do have an online storefront, but if you're asking me, should I not build my brand and not share content and not market until then? My answer is absolutely not. You should start right now. You should have started yesterday, but there's no better time than yesterday than now. So let those things, yes, it would be fantastic if you had an online storefront to- sell whatever it is you sell. But if you don't, you want to lay the foundation, right? None of this stuff happens overnight, right? It's not like you're going to start, you're going to put 10 pieces of content today and tomorrow you're going to have this huge brand. And all of a sudden you're going to be like, shoot, I'm not set up for success. This stuff takes time. It takes time to, people have to know you, like you, and trust you. Trust gets built with consistency over time, right? So you're going to have to be doing this in a way where you're providing value continuously. So my answer would be Awesome. If you have it, if you don't, let's not use that as an excuse to not get started building your brand today.
0: I see uh, Amy saying I have to jump off, but thank you for the kick in the butt. Just what I needed. Awesome. We love to be pleasant butt kickers. (laughs) Brett says, awesome, Mackenzie and Dave. I'm meeting with Joe in three minutes. Okay. Looking forward to that email for what you're sending. Okay. Yes. No problem, Brett. That's going to come your way. Thank you, Brett. Have a wonderful day, folks. If you have to, if you have to drop off, just say goodbye, please, over in Zoom or Facebook, LinkedIn. <laughs> we want to make hour, sure an
1: hour and a half. Hour right. and a
0: half. Yeah. We want to make sure we say goodbye to you. It's yeah. really an honor to be able to spend this time with you. We want to make sure we answer all your questions. Michael, we'll talk to you soon. Kevin, bye-bye to you. Dar says thanks, DNM. Need to jump off till next week. Dar. Awesome. Whatever. George says, thank you. Have a great weekend. Same to you, George. Folks, what else do you have on your minds? What else can we answer for you? If you haven't grabbed time on our calendars yet, please do. I see somebody saying I went to the link and the screen just goes to the form that I already submitted. So if you're already submitted the form, it Jill, the and you want to know more about that class, that's fine. I see Anthony Baker saying, great job, Dave McKenzie. We got to get Anthony on one of these soon, right? Anthony? Yeah. Troy says, great value. Thank you until next time. Mark says, got to go. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. Anthony, Says, yeah. Okay, cool. All
1: right, Anthony. It starts with chat. I was there also.
0: Happens little by little. Rich Baker, any relation to Anthony Baker? Says, thanks so much for the motivation. Awesome. David says, thanks for your time. You're welcome, folks. Has this been helpful to you? Has this been helpful, everyone? I see somebody saying, thank you. Michael says, it's been great. Okay, so Suzanne and Mike and Jess over here on the back channel, let me know if I've missed anything. Folks, you have a few more minutes here with us. We're going to stick around as long as you need. Scott says, very educational. Have a great weekend. I have my work cut out for me. Cool.
1: Don't let the quantity of work stop you from starting.
0: Ooh, McKinsey with the one-liners today. Woo, let's write that one down. That's a good one.
1: Don't let the quantity (laughs) stop you from starting. I honestly have never said that before, but I'm gonna tell myself that.
0: Yes, yes. Robbie says, thanks, great session. Michael says, how profound. Yes, I agree. Scott says, we'll start small tree or try says, thanks. It's very educational. She or he, sorry. I don't know is over on LinkedIn. Jill says, awesome. Thanks guys. Oh, Off Ron now.
1: Jacobs here. Sorry. I just got so excited because I haven't spoken to Ron in a while. So I can only see that it's your name. I hope it is the, the Ron Jacobs. I'm thinking of over and zoom and thanks for being here, Ron. Great to see you. Hope to connect with you soon.
0: Howard Larson over on LinkedIn says, I want my girls to see the recording of this. Howard, no problem. We can get you that recording, Howard. It's good to see you. Hope hope all. Of, I haven't talked to you in a while. I remember the last time I actually saw you face to face was at uh, Graphex, not Graphex, but what do they call it these days? Yeah, no, Print, right? Print nineteen or something? Yeah, I think okay. that was last time that I saw time. Howard. Yep. All right, folks. What else you got? We're here. We're yours. We're here to help and bring you value. Hopefully, this has been helpful to you, Mackenzie. Is there anything else you think I should bring up on the screen? I've got more examples. I've got. You
1: know what? Let's. Let's walk through another example for everyone's here.
0: Okay, let me show a couple things then that might be useful to everybody. You do?
1: Get ideas and apply it to your business.
0: Sure, definitely. So wh- one other example of something we can help you with. Robbie's asking, are we getting recording? I would like to show sales. Yes, Robbie, you will. Um, especially those of you who are in Zoom, you signed up and you will get a recording, yes. Example of something we can help you do. And maybe this is for somebody here who... Maybe runs a company and it is small right now, and is, but wants to do this and offer it to their clients, or you may be a large company for that matter, and just not have the bandwidth or the right people to run these campaigns for your client. We have an internal agency where we can launch those campaigns for you on your behalf for your client. So it starts with us understanding what your goals are for your client. We help you pick and assess the right workflow. We go through the steps with you. We help and hold you accountable to your part of it. And we develop the campaign as much or as little as you need. Our agency does all of that work. You can essentially white label us, if you will, and start to offer these services to your clients, even if you don't have the staff to build and manage these campaigns. McKenzie, you want to add anything to that?
1: The only thing to say is some of the things that we talked about, maybe you felt like it was future right over your head. Like I talked about a nonprofit wanting to integrate a payment processing app on the landing page so people don't have to go and sign into PayPal. Let's talk about that. That's something I'm also passionate about. You are asking your donors or whatever it is, in this case, it's a donor to do something. You send them to the landing page. Then from the landing page, they need to go to PayPal. Then they forgot their password. They're done. Folks. So, one of the things I talked about is let's decrease friction, let's increase conversion. One of those ways of doing that in the nonprofit example is embedding or connecting an easy to do payment processing app. And you're like, hey, I want to do that for my customer who's sending mail, but I don't know how to technically do that. Or, hey, I've got a developer, but they're busy. We can help you do that. So, again, if you are here and you're wanting to get to here, or if you're here and wanting to get to here, there's always resources out there to help you. Again, don't let that, don't use that as an excuse. So I think that from the most simple to the most complex, you can get it done. I believe in you. You just got to rely on the right partner sometimes.
0: Yeah, great question here from Michael G saying, I like the white label done with you. Do you have clients that white label just the software for their clients? Yes, Michael, we do. So our clients, when they sign up with MindFire and McKinsey, I'm probably speaking out of line. You should talk about this a little bit more, okay. but- when they sign up, not only do they get access to run optichannel campaigns for themselves, but you also get what we call sub accounts, Michael. And each sub account can hold as like a container for one of your customers. McKinsey, how many do we provide folks when they sign? So
1: the with our basic plan, we provide 10 it means you can run marketing for your own company and nine other clients without paying additional licensing fees for those web accounts. And that's Uh, the question that someone asked earlier that you flashed up on the screen, gluing together, I think they said they were gluing together and it's cost prohibitive. uh, So that's one of the the benefits, right? So if you have a platform that powers your campaigns, that takes into consideration the fact that hopefully you're going to have most more clients and hopefully you're going to be growing those clients and you don't need to pay a per account license fee, again, cost goes lower, margins go up.
0: Michael, do we have time on the calendar to talk that through with you if that's helpful to you if you want to know more about that be happy to set some time on the calendar if you haven't yet let us know mackenzie let me share one more thing and then we'll see if we have any final questions so for those of you who are still here let me talk specifically my print friends for a moment one of the other things that we can help you with if you are seriously considering amplifying what you're doing, and how you're helping your clients, then you need to consider how to amplify your own marketing to start to engage your customers more frequently. And one of the things that we've done is inside of your MindFire software, if you decide at some point in the future to become a client, let's say you're not, we provide what we call quick starts. These are fully functioning end-to-end campaigns that are for the most part 80% done. Here's one that you can use to engage your customers. It talks about how to use direct mail in conjunction with Facebook. So that means you have have all the landing pages, you have the white paper, you have the drip sequence, you have the ebook, the landing pages, you have everything that you need 80% done, you just come in here and customize the last 20% to have your company information in it. So that's another advantage of working with a good partner is that we're, we're trying to put your needs front and center. And I know we know that it's difficult for in the cobbler's kids often don't have any shoes, right? That expression, it's difficult for you to do your own marketing, run marketing regularly for your organization. So we provide you these kinds of assets. Here's another one we did with USPS. It's called a a look at how uh, millennials respond to direct mail. So again, for those who are print friends here who do direct mail for their clients, another campaign, end-to-end campaign. It's virtually ready to go. And there's a number of those that are built in to the technology. So hopefully that was helpful for somebody here. I'm going to pause for 30 seconds. Mackenzie, do you think we've missed anything here?
1: No, I just sifted through them, but we still do have a lot of people here. So... Dave, Elizabeth, Eric, Fred, George, Hazel, Jamie, Jay and the list goes on. Lauren, Mark, Meryl, Michael, how can we help you? We're here for you. You're taking your precious time to be here with us. We want to deliver value to you. By the way, that's it. That's an example real quick of multi-channel marketing, right? Kamisha was in Facebook. Kamisha had a question. Suzanne responded to Kamisha on Facebook, right? Let's make it easy for Kamisha to, to get Yeah, That's so true. Pam is yeah. saying,
0: I'm loving this in exclamation or in uh, all caps. Pam, give me a little gift here. What do you love about this? What is helpful to you? What is it that's uh, encouraging to you? What is it that you're gaining insight from? We always love knowing what that is.
1: We have a question, my friend. Is Where there a true difference in saying opti channel versus omni channel? I've always used the term Omni. Am I wrong? To answer your question, there is a difference. And really it's not, I don't really care what you call it, but I think the spirit of the Opti (laughs) Dave, don't distract me. The spirit of Opti channel is where there's a difference. And the the spirit is that Omni implies all the places. You want to get that message on all the places and that's fine. And it's especially fine if you're testing, but here's how Opti channel makes a difference. Let's say you did take an Omni channel approach and you did Facebook ads for your client. LinkedIn ads, direct mail, email, all these channels, right? And let's just say you're spending X to do that. Now do that, you realize that 98% of your responses are coming from your Facebook ads, right? Facebook, in this example, is an optimal channel for your customer to connect with their prospects and customers. Can you take some of that budget that you've allocated, let's say to LinkedIn in this example, and put it on Facebook, increase their conversion and decrease their costs and increase your margin. So the difference in this example is that you've used the data on what people are doing and reconfigured the program to speak to the optimal channel for your customer to get in front of their customer and their prospects. So that's really the difference. It's about finding the optimal channel and making sure that not only you are there, but you're allocating budget accordingly so that you're driving more results for your customers. Because the more results you're driving for the customers, the more that's going to come back to you in terms of revenue. So that's my answer. Dave, what do you think?
0: I agree. No, I think it's well said. We are proponents of OptiChannel and and that's the category that we play in and that we are the leaders in. So we know omni-channel, obviously, but the way we look at it, just as you described, Mackenzie, is um, helping companies put their money where it's going to go to the best use, the optimal channels for their audience. Doing that one-on-one is easy, but trying to do that at scale is difficult. And that's where we come in. That's where our technology comes in. Any
1: last questions? Going once, going twice. We have another question. Should our ads begin to be focused on other platforms than Facebook with restrictions likely coming?
0: I hear that. I, that's a common question. I would suggest that you, as a good opti multi-channel marketer, you should always be aware of the other channels where your customers are hanging out. And that's another really important reason why you need to learn how to siphon. One of the things you have to be careful of is some of these channels, let's say Facebook, you don't own that. Mark Zuckerberg does. So what you have to learn how to do is siphon the engagement from those over into an Asset that you own. What do I mean by that? Facebook's gonna change its rules. LinkedIn's gonna change its rules. Almost everybody has been Google slapped at some point in their life. If you are beholden to that channel and you're not learning to siphon the engagement and build an asset that you own, meaning getting their email address, getting their cell phone number, getting some other endpoint, some other way of communicating with them, then you are you have a vulnerability there. If you're doing OptiChannel the right way, you're constantly siphoning engagement from those channels so that. When the inevitable happens, you get a Google slap, you get a Facebook slap, something goes out of business that your asset, your customers and your prospects that you've been nurturing there aren't lost with it. Mackenzie, what would you say to that?
1: Yeah, that's a great point. So again, just remember, siphon it, your email list, your contact database, that's an asset, right? So you want to build that for your customers, but if you have a database for your customer, of their best prospects and customers who are interested, you can use that database as also results, right? It allows them to build a relationship one-to-one with their prospects. So I think that as an OptiChannel proponent, you should be open to all of the different channels, test it, find the optimal channel, always be diversifying. So I think Dave hit the nail on the head, Dave. Good, thank you. So thank you everyone so much for joining us. So we hope as always that we were able to provide some actionable value, meaning we give you value and we tell you how to go execute on it. So hopefully we've been able to do that. We host webinars on a weekly basis. And again, we're here for you. So if there's anything, any topic, if there's something that you want to learn that's going to bring you and your customers value, please reach out to us. Reach out to Dave via text, reach out to us via LinkedIn. So let's stay in touch, let's connect, and we hope to continuously bring you value and build some relationships and partnerships with you.
0: I hope you enjoyed that episode. I know I listen to podcasts all the time. and This is where I tend to tune out. But hey, listen, real quick. I want you to go over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. If you heard in the last episode, I mentioned to you why this is so important. The reason is because I want to feature you. I want to be able to read your review give you and your company some visibility in this podcast. And so if you jump over there, leave a rating, leave a review, I will read that review in one of the upcoming episodes and you'll be able to hear yourself and your company on the air. How cool is that? Also, heads up, tell your friends, tell your colleagues, tell everybody you know about this show. And we are also going to be syndicating on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, and a few other locations so your friends are able to hear us. And get the same insight that you've been getting across all those other platforms. Alex and our team's getting that all set up and configured. So that'll be here very soon. All right. I hope you are enjoying this series with us. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. And until then, have a great rest of the day. Bye-bye.